from the campus of Stanford University and on location. This is the Entrepreneur's Radio Show and Podcast, featuring in-depth, one-on-one interviews with purpose-driven entrepreneurs and high-performance game changers committed to extraordinary ideas, preeminence, and multi-generational success. Our radio show and podcast illuminates the struggles, breakthroughs, and exceptional outcomes these game changers bring to industries, organizations, and lives. Hosted by Tom Dioro, principal of Podfather Media. Thank you, Tatum. For our guest today, let's welcome Hector Quintanilla. Hector is founder and president of Digital Education and BeBusinessSmart.com and a family man, serial entrepreneur, investor, and passionate education shifter. Uh, Hector's uh, experience in diverse businesses from franchising, retail, e-commerce, and real estate development, as well as a civil engineer with an executive MBA and a passionate lifelong learner. Hector's also a mentor and a uh, definitely a luminary in the social media, uh, as well as a consultant to entrepreneurs and business leaders, helping them to uh, strategize and face our ever-changing future. For more information, feel free to visit BeBusinessSmart.com. Again, BeBusinessSmart.com. Hector, thank you uh, again for coming on our show. It's been so successful, and so many listeners have responded to, uh, and you're enjoying it. We, yeah, we're, we're, we're honored to have you as a, a regular guest now. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tom, for your invitation again. It's uh, the honor and the privilege is oh, mine. Thank you, Hector. Thank you. Hector, as we were uh, discussing in our virtual green room, uh, a question that uh, on, a, on a piece that you recently wrote about how the job market in our new economy is changing so significantly to that one from seeking employment to now actually creating your own sense of employment or own revenue. Can you share with us a bit about that article? If I'm, uh, Excuse me if I'm not accurately describing the article itself, but I'd love to hear your, your take on that again. Yes. So I think that the article or the post that you mentioned is, I, I used the graph that shows two different lines. One is the GDP, the national GDP, uh, versus the percentage of GDP of the minimum wage. And uh, it's a specific of, of the minimum wage. But so to my point, my point by sharing this post in this graph was that you can see how dramatically both curves, one is going very, very fast increasing, that's the GDP, and the other one is dramatically decreasing. And so, again, we're comparing here the percentage of the GDP, the, 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 the production, the, the value of production of, of a, a country, of the country. So the point to that, I highlighted the difference, the gap the gap that we see in that graph is actually the inequality problem that we're facing in the world today. And the difference is, is found on, on the fact that, that uh, GDP measures output, measures productivity. And our life in a capitalist world we create wealth, we measure wealth by our ability to produce value, to produce, to increase our productivity. 
So that gap, the difference of that huge gap is obviously inequality and uh, it's the result not of the lack of hard work of people, but their ability to produce value. So my, to my point to that and to answer your question would be that we need to change how we work because we are dealing with automation. That automation, that leverage, that gap is the lack of leverage. If we continue to sell our time and our skills in the marketplace, we don't have a chance to compete in this new world that's based on automation and the, the, the power of technology to produce more value to the marketplace. Excellent. Now, uh, I'll bring it back to uh, me, for example. Getting a resume together and offering whatever credentials and experience that I have as a prospective employee, employee versus being an entrepreneur and creating uh, value solving problems with my skill set and then bringing them to the market as an entrepreneur. Can you share with us those differences between an employer and an entrepreneur? Yes. I, I frequently write and encourage people to the fact that we need to change how we work. And uh, that's the way that I try to explain this. And how we work, I mean by we are immersed in a culture that is focused on ourselves, on our skills. We, we, it, it's a culture that encourages us to be valuable as persons, as individuals, as to have valuable skills to sell to the marketplace. But the shift is so dramatic that now we are competing with computers, algorithms, automation, artificial intelligence, you name it. So it doesn't matter how powerful our skills, our technical skills may be, the odds are that a computer or an algorithm will replace us or devalue our that value. And we can't keep up with that dramatic exponential power and change of this new technologies that are replacing us. So to my point is we need to change how we work instead of selling our value, our skills to the market, we need to figure out how we can use our values, we can use our skills in order to, uh, to, to deliver something tangible, valuable, to solve a problem to the marketplace. Absolutely. The tipping point, I'm going to use that word tipping point. I like it. Do you see a tipping point occurring? I don't know if you want to be a prognosticator right now, but do you see or envision a tipping point where collectively people, let's say US uh, people in the United States experience, yes, I get this. And it's no longer just uh you know, you're, you're talking ahead of the marketplace where they understand, I need to create my own value. I need to find solutions that my skills, that my abilities, that my passions can answer and solve. Do you see a tipping point? Yes. Uh, it, it's a very difficult question. Oh, totally uh, it is. But yeah. definitely COVID 
this COVID-19 crisis that we're living is accelerating this change. Uh, obviously, we are starting to realize that we, many millions of people can't rely their future on a job, on, on waiting for a job to find a job, waiting for someone to give them an opportunity to share their skills, their talents with the world. We are now in this dramatic shift where, uh, to me, automation is really starting to replace us, the value of our work. So it doesn't matter how hard we work, it's the value of our work needs to be relevant. So we need to be problem solvers with our skills instead of just selling our skills to the marketplace. Another topic that uh, you may call controversial, and I actually welcome it, I embrace controversy, is fear. How much has to do Mm. with fear in people's deciding to do or not to do uh, an act in your experience and estimation? Right. In in my experience, okay, yes, good question, Tom. Uh, Okay, in my experience, I'm going to quote Malcolm Gladwell, has this amazing book called Outliers. I highly recommend that book. And in this book, he mentions the fact that to become an expert, we need to invest 10,000 hours at least on that area, on that subject, uh, to become an expert. So um, I can assure you, I have a PhD in fears. <laughs> I can assure you I have the 10,000 hours <laughs> to fighting with my fears and overcoming my fears. Uh, and, and as an entrepreneur, that's what, what we're challenged to do each and every day. And not only as an entrepreneur, as a, as a father and uh, just uh, guiding my kids and seeing how I can help them, etc. I mean, it's all about fears. And, and to me, fears are what control our destiny. So our progress is limited by our inability to overcome our fears. I have this uh, lesson that I can share now after I continuously is still to this day, and I think I will never stop continue to overcome our fears, my fears. This microphone, I have fear for it. <laughs> it's, it's not easy for me to speak to a microphone and to your audience, but I overcome that fear. And, and, and here's the reward. The reward is that the moment that we feel progress, that leads, that sparks some uh, happiness in us. I think a lot of people, and I know this happened in my life for many, many years, and I still fight it, not fighting my fears, having an inability to fight my fears prevents me to be happy, to make progress. I think progress and happiness are very linked together in our human experience. So, so it's, it's really important for us to overcome fears. The challenge that we have, and we have it as parents, and and maybe nations have it with their population, etc. We don't like change. We are fearful of change. 
So anything that takes us out of our comfort zone, we feel fearful about because it's the unknown and we don't know how to approach it. We don't know how to face it. So let me give you an example. Me as a father, I want to protect my children, but there's a limit of how much I should protect them because overprotecting them will prevent them from for from them fighting and overcoming their fears to face the world we live in. So, and I think that's the challenge that many governments around the world need to face, need to uh, think about because it's the people that need to change, not the governments to solve all the problems of the people. Uh, it, it's, it's how they can facilitate this change by, and, and I am the most big believer that education is the key to overcome uh, the challenges that we have and to change ourselves. It's ignorance is the number one source of poverty in the decades ahead. That's what I constantly say and believe and write. And uh, that's the challenge that we have because we are now in an intangible economy. It's, it's many things are invisible. That the value actually is in many ways digital. It's invisible. So only through education is that we can understand this new economic environment and find solutions to overcome. Outstanding. You're listening to the Entrepreneur's Radio Show and Podcast on KZSU, Stanford, 90.1 FM. We're talking today with Hector Quintanilla. Hector is a founder and president of Be Business Smart. You can, uh, for more information, feel free to go to BeBusinessSmart.com. Again, that's BeBusinessSmart.com. Hector, about the... Um, Crisis. If you talk about the crisis, uh, the the planet's in right now. Well, there's a number of them, but in particular, let's say uh, any, the economic crisis and the um, re uh, re. I call it a redefinition of value. Can you share with us how you discovered that and why it's uh, it's so vital right now? Right, right. Uh, to me, I think the the number one, probably, probably the number one crisis that we have it's not the covid-19 crisis it's not the the economic crisis that we're living through the crisis is in us it's a mindset crisis that we are living it's a it's 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 an outdated mindset that's limiting us to overcome our challenges so uh so there's this example that, uh, for example, in the, in the, during the industrial age, things and value was mostly physical. We were creating infrastructure around, uh, the world, building, uh, constru construction roads, buildings, cars, you name it. It was mostly physical and the, the, the uh, productivity was very easily understood and seen by because it was physical. For example, uh, a man working on his farm, he can see easily the difference between someone working the farmland with a tractor or him with his tools. It's like immediately he gets, he understands the power of that source of leverage. 
the challenge that we have today is that we don't understand easily the algorithms and the artificial intelligence and the robots and the autonomous vehicles and drones, et cetera, that are starting to replace us. It's incredible, but the most valuable companies on earth today are, they live inside our phones. They are intangible. They're invisible. We don't see them. I mean, you see them. You are in Silicon Valley. You do see their buildings, but I don't see them ever, right? So, and, and most of the world doesn't see them. So, but that's, imagine how many billions of dollars of value is being created inside these algorithms. And so how can we understand them? We need to understand how this new economy works and we make we need to make that shift it's through education and that education sounds very specific as well because obviously the traditional institutions are not addressing what you're addressing on a continuous basis go back into that value is is digital please or even ex some examples that you shared some about uh the silicon valley and how the buildings are there you know what the, right now those buildings are empty <laughs> so even the buildings that are there are <laughs> Great there's point. no no there's not a person in there you could drive on the freeway Absolutely. 101 in Palo Alto to the Mountain View and look inside if you were able to see inside. Uh, there's no people. So there's buildings with no, people, no people, but yet the work is still being done. Yes. Uh, yes, the, the servers are there. The cloud is, is, is invisible. We don't see it, but there's so much massive power uh, through the web, through the internet to those servers wherever in the world they are. Uh, and the value is in how they manage this data. Oil was the most valuable resource on earth. Now it's data. Uh, it's, it's this data that they have this ability to extract the value of this data and make it valuable and sell it or exchange it for attention or whatever they are selling. And it's mostly absolutely invisible here. Now, Obviously, that brings us to uh, that reinventing ourselves. We need to reinvent ourselves. And I go back to what you shared earlier: is that people have we ha we all have a, ch a fear of change. Um, yet it's now become a, an absolutely hard, solid reality that we need to reinvent ourselves. To me, it is impossible to live in our dreams until we stop living in our fears. We need to overcome our fears, the small, tiny fears that are in front of us. So as entrepreneurs, we're limited not by our skills. It's not the lack of our skills that is limiting most of the world to, uh, or, or, or entrepreneurs who want to uh, get their idea, their product, their service out into the world. It's, it's not their lack of skills. It's, it's the fear, the immediate fear that of the challenge that it's in front of them. Let, let me give you a brief example. We fear being judged as failures. We fear negative comments. We fear rejection. We fear no sales. We fear letting people down. Not, we fear not not being capable or, or thinking that we're not capable to overcome something. We fear to do a Facebook Live. And so to, we fear to write our ideas, to share our ideas. Uh, those small, tiny fears 
are we need to learn how to overcome them each and every single day in order for us to make progress. But the reward is extraordinary. When we make progress in our lives, we get immediately rewarded by this energy and dopamine or whatever it is that lives or adrenaline that lives inside of us. And, and so, for example, today this podcast uh, or, or this radio show uh, is a lot easier than it was for me two months ago that we, we, we had this opportunity to talk. I fought the, those fears and I need to practice. So I think it's important to three, three things that I would recommend to your audience to really fight those fears, to overcome those fears. And number one is that understand that fear is not you. It's not in you. It's not who you are. It's a feeling. It's external. It's outside of us. So it's very important to acknowledge that it's not me, that it's not my ability, not my lack of ability to overcome this challenge. It's, I need to visualize that it's external. If I need to do a Facebook Live and it's scary in many ways, well, let's see what is it about that Facebook Live transmission that's stopping me. And, and so, number one, we need to acknowledge that fear is external. It's a feeling. Number two, uh, we need to build the muscle of overcoming fears. If overcoming fears is like an exercise. I can assure you that what's terrifying for me as an entrepreneur and to overcome some something in my business or, or a goal or a dream or a challenge that I want to, to face, to me, maybe it may be terrifying for maybe for Elon Musk, uh, it's peanuts, right? I mean, he's dealing with sending people over to the space station. Imagine that, that pressure, that fear. And, and he has built this muscle through the years as an entrepreneur. One critical thing is that, that purpose and passion are critical to overcome our fears. If we put our purpose, there, our mission in life, our the, the why we are doing this above our fears, it's easy to overcome our fears. So build the muscle. Number three, uh, we need to learn from the from from the fears we have come conquered. How did we overcome it? Think about it, meditate about it, learn from it, and, and start uh, learning what was holding you back and how long was it that it, it hold you back for so many, it could be years, months, or even a lifetime. Uh, the graveyard is filled of broken dreams and people take them. We take our dreams to the graveyard because we can never overcome them. Wow. Wow. That's something else. This is the uh, Entrepreneur's Radio Show and Podcast in KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. We're talking today with uh, Hector Quintanilla, founder and president of uh, Be Business Smart. And uh, for more information, you feel free to visit the BeBusinessSmart.com. Again, that's BeBusinessSmart.com. Hector, that was a 
tremendous piece on fear because uh, really that's at the base of everyone's decision or non-decision. And uh, you put it... Something important, please, Tom, is also to celebrate our... When we overcome our fears, we need to celebrate them. We need to to pamper ourselves and, and, and celebrate them because it's nothing... It's not simple in many ways. Um, and, and I want to insist in this point uh, for your audience and all of us to think about this thing. It's that progress makes us feel happy. Uh, when we're stuck, I don't know about many listening to me, but to me, being stuck with uh, dealing with my fears and not being able to make progress to overcome them, th that paralysis that fear causes, it leads to unhappiness and a lot of stress. So when we overcome those small, tiny uh, steps of progress, it leads to happiness. It, it brings happiness. To now, how, on that subject of happiness, what about hope? To have, to, for a person and people to have hope, is that, is that something you believe can be built in, learned, or it's just a part of someone's DNA? Yes. Uh, to me, hope is, is, uh, is very spiritual. So yes, it, and, and to me, hope is tied to our ability to have faith, to believe. If we don't believe in ourselves, in our ability to uh, overcome challenges or in a higher source of power, there's no reason to fight. We give up easily because fears, overcoming fears, it, it feels scary it, and it is scary. So it's very strong feelings that will oppress us over the long run. So having the hope and the belief that we can overcome this, we can do it, uh, it's absolutely critical. On the subject of uh, creating our, we'll go back to creating our own jobs in the intangible economy where value is digital, creating our own jobs. Can you share with uh, your audience today what that means to you and how it can look for them? Yes. Okay. To create our own jobs. I mean, uh, for example, it's instead of searching for someone to employ your skills, your abilities, the question I think we should have in mind is this entrepreneurial mindset, is this entrepreneurial approach, is how can I use my skills to help someone else and get paid in exchange of that service, of that, uh, of, of that source of that exchange of value? How can we get creative and, and, uh, use those yeah cr can we create something can we invent something can we take something to the market can we partner with someone and uh, and and together we 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 bring solutions to the marketplace so uh jobs are very very scarce and i personally think that going into the future the next decade we're going to continue to be challenged by the amount of jobs that will be found. And uh, so 
it's very important to define a vision of what we're trying to solve, what we're trying to conquer. Uh, because a vision and a goal doesn't change with these disruptive forces of change that are challenging each one of us in the world. We're talking on the subject of uh, creating our own jobs and why it's so valuable, especially now when the intangible, which you've called, uh, I think it's accurate, is an intangible economy. It's the value in what is digital and really unseen. Yeah, so, so basically we need to use our skills to exchange, to, to, to help others, to bring value, to solve a problem to others instead of us serving our skills or using our, of selling our skills to an employer. Uh, it's how can I use my skills in a creative way to solve other people's problems? instead of expecting or waiting for someone to give me the opportunity to use my skills in exchange of a wage or a paycheck. Um, that's the challenge in this world of, of exponential change ahead of us. We need to be creators of value, find how can how can we bring something valuable to the world? Because value is shifting as we enter into, into, into the, accelerate our changes into this new economy. Yeah. Hector, before we close out, I'd, I'd like to, for a moment, uh, share with our audience, you and your, uh, we're really honored to, to be, uh, to help you with this as your uh, Be Business Smart podcast, where you're able to share your insight, your experience, your vision, and actionable steps for people to reinvent themselves and uh, be participants and still be very valuable and uh, do very well for themselves uh, and their families. Again, it's Be Business Smart podcast. Uh, share with us just kind of your uh, uh, touch on it, your your vision for it as well, and how how it can really help people to reinvent themselves. Yes, thank you, Tom. Um, thank you for uh, your help, your encouragement. It's really, it's you that you have pushed me out of my comfort <laughs> zone you. to thank do this. And uh, hopefully with your help, we'll, we'll, we'll improve each and every, with each and every show. And it's important to get the feedback of the audience. And uh, so we encourage the audience to guide us on how we can deliver as much value uh, through this podcast. But in principle, I mean, the first thing I think I have in mind uh, is to share the challenge of, of change, the challenge that we need of how can we need to reinvent ourselves. We need to reinvent ourselves in an individual level. Uh, corporations need to change also reinvent themselves and nations need to reinvent themselves in this new economy. And uh, so it's not easy to reinvent ourselves. And But I think what's more valuable uh, is not to focus on just on the tactics of how to change. It's because to me, it's more critical than ever before to find the right direction, find the right path 
So because we can work hard all life, all our lives and really don't accomplish more, much, too much with our lives, with our work, through our work. So as I shared with you in the last show, it, it's uh, this quote, a good business strategy is worth more than a lifetime of hard work. It's in the direction, it's in, in where we are going aligned to this new economy. That's, that to me, it's something that we need to discuss, that we need to open for a conversation and figure it out because with exponential change coming, to the world and it's not going to stop. Uh, we really need to be aware of where we are going to and what skills and knowledge and understanding do we need to have in order to succeed in this new economy. Hector, it's, it's always an absolute honor to and a pleasure having you on our show. And uh, thank you very much. And uh, for our audience, uh, Hector will be a, a regular guest and we're, we're really honored. Thank you again, Hector. The, the honor is mine. Thank you, Tom, for, for all your support your help, your, and your help with this new project. And uh, it's an honor to be here and best wishes to your audience. Thank you, Thank you very Listen. much, Hector. You've been listening to the Entrepreneur's Radio Show and Podcast. Our guest today has been Hector Quintanilla. Hector is founder and president of Be Business Smart and a uh, family man, serial entrepreneur, investor, and passionate educational shifter. Hector has experience in diverse businesses from franchising, retail, e-commerce, and real estate development, as well as a civil engineer with an executive MBA and a passionate lifelong learner. As a mentor and consultant to entrepreneurs and business leaders, helping them to strategize the changing future, not just their and our changing futures, you can find out more information on his website at bebusinesssmart.com. Again, bebusinesssmart.com. Look out for the business... Be Business Smart podcast upcoming. We'll let you know about that as well. Join us again next time when we welcome another purpose-driven entrepreneur or high-performing game changer committed to ideas, positive outcomes, and a better world. I'm Tom Dioro. The Entrepreneur's radio show and podcast is recorded at Stanford University Studios in Palo Alto, California and on location. The Chief Audio Engineer is Eris Chikopoulos. Chief Engineer is Mark Lawrence. And we are all assisted by Peter Caroline and Omar L. Sabrao. And the executive producer and host of The Entrepreneur's Show is Tom Dior. If you wish to contact us, our email is interviews at kzsu.stanford.edu. Again, that's interviews at kzsu.stanford.edu. 